News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the HSE needs to scale up its use of private beds to tackle the ongoing trolley crisis. That was the view of Minister for State Jack Chambers speaking yesterday. And Dr. Colm Henry, Chief Clinical Officer with the HSE, uh, joins us now. Where are we at, Colm? So, yes, Kira. first of all, some relief since last Tuesday we saw a really uh, a very severe high of trolleys and people waiting at huge amounts of times in emergency departments and people waiting to be seen and assessed in the first place. There were clear safety concerns. Our staff responded with extraordinary commitment over, over since Tuesday and over the weekend we saw people working weekends back to back. I witnessed myself in the Cork University Hospital, the extraordinary commitment of managers, doctors, nurses right across, not just senior decision makers, but the whole network that goes along with those in trying to uh, identify and assess patients at an earlier stage in the emergency department and also free up beds uh, up in the wards to make sure that people could exit the emergency department once the decision had been made to admit. Yes, we've been working very, with regard to the the, the other questions you pose, uh, we have been making beds available um, for, for, for a nursing home for, for right across the country. We've, I've seen community teams come in daily. To, to hospitals, uh, identifying patients whose needs can be met by nursing homes, making sure their transfer is expedited again to free up beds for people in emergency departments. All that has been happening right over the Christmas period and with accelerated pace over the past week since the trolleys went even higher. There's, there has been extraordinary commitment from both community uh, or staff in the HC staff in the community I, and I, also from I nursing su- homes. To, suppose what people sorry, don't understand though, Colm, is, is, is if we have capacity in a nursing home system and if we have delayed discharges and people lying on trolleys, why that situation is allowed to persist. Why aren't we just using those nursing home beds, getting the the, the bed blockers, as they're sometimes referred to, it's not a very nice term, getting them out into the nursing homes and, and freeing up the system in the acute hospitals so that they can be used appropriately? Yes, well, I agree. I don't. I don't like that term because it doesn't no. cover the needs. These are these are patients who who have needs now. Only a minority of these patients who are awaiting discharge. Their needs can be met by a nursing home, and not, not all the patients that you hear about are awaiting discharge from hospitals. They don't all have the same needs, and they don't all live in the same place. What our teams do right across the country, working with HSE in in, in the community and in hospitals and with nursing homes, are early identify as early as possible beds that meet the needs of people who are awaiting discharge from hospitals. But there are other needs that people have that means that delays, their discharge may be delayed, including a complex rehabilitation needs, including special needs at home, okay. in, including perhaps special special long-term care, which may not be available locally. Okay. Um, one of the things we've also heard is, is, is that, for example, this weekend, I think on Saturday, over 400 people were discharged as compared to the previous Saturday. And that was to do with HSE staff, in fairness to them, stepping up. They came in, they answered the call, they were asked to come in and do extra shifts and all of that and they did and and that freed up the system too but does that not tell us that we don't have enough staff on in general at weekends if staffing numbers was the difference between discharging 400 and discharging 200 that we clearly are rostering things in a way that isn't working currently well, as, as people who work in hospitals know, people who attend hospitals know they're staffed 24-7. They're staffed to provide urgent emergency care and on-call cover all the time. What we don't have is a, is a system that's in place that provides the same level of staffing that, that, that prevails Monday to Friday. And what we did this weekend and next weekend is in recognition of the significant threats to patient yeah. safety in the emergency departments is we asked staff to work again to come in at weekends. That just doesn't include the senior decision makers. It includes the whole network of support. So we worked a seven-day sure. week rather than a five-day week. But but is that right. not how the health service in a modern society needs to be run anyway? 
and, and rostered and, and that it actually needs to be viewed as shift work because it clearly makes a difference to the system. It does, Kieran. as well. Every healthcare system would aspire to across Europe and, and healthcare systems across Europe are all in trouble facing this, this threat of uh, winter viruses and influenza, COVID and RSV. And they all would aspire to reach a seven over seven service, as you put it, where we can roster people yeah. over seven days. Yes, of course, is what we aspire to. But right now, uh, we, we're, we're asking a further stretch. I mean, already exhausted and in some oh, I'm, cases I'm sure. depleted staff. I'm I'm entirely sure that they are burnt out and depleted and feel they have nothing left to give. But all I'm saying is, is, is it looks to me from the outside looking in like we need to change the system somehow so that people are rostered differently. Yes, and you're not unique in, in seeing that. Uh, uh, many people, both here and internationally, will be of the view, and indeed the new consultants contract reflects that, is looking at, 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 a, at, at a working week that is six days rather than, uh, rather than five days. But it, it is important to remind people, Kira, in case anybody isn't aware, that our hospitals, our consultants, our nurses, our porters, our, uh, our uh, lab staff all work weekends and provide cover weekends and provide additional hours beyond their contracted hours and provide great what we call discretionary extra work because of the nature of the, of the profession that they're in. Okay. Talk to me about private hospitals. How many private beds are we using at the moment? Well, currently we have 188 available. We have 148 about patients based on a couple of days ago, patients using using those beds. And of course, we're seeking additional bed capacity work with the Private Hospital Association uh, uh, because we're not out of this crisis yet. While we see some relief this morning, uh, we have not yet peaked in terms of winter flu numbers and our influenza-like illness rate, which we measure through health protection surveillance, shows week-on-week increase. So we're, we're looking still for additional private beds from the private hospital sector in case our numbers have not yet peaked and in case we see ongoing pressures in the coming weeks. So when you say we, we haven't peaked, we, we had that high of 930 people on trolleys. Would, would we expect, to, and I know I know it has fallen, it has halved, it, 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 that's, and, and in fairness, credit where credit is due, but are you expecting to see us get back up to those kind of numbers then if we haven't peaked yet? When I say peaked, Kira, I mean looking at the, at the trajectory of COVID and flu. Yeah. That if we, we, no, we, I understand. We're facing an extraordinary flu season where we now for eight consecutive weeks we've seen rises in the flu figures. Uh, much Usually we see a rise for four weeks, peak mm-hmm. and then fall. This is a higher, longer, more protracted flu season that we've had in many, many years. And it's one that's happening with a new virus on board too, which is COVID. So the, the, the impact of these viruses on our healthcare system has not yet finished. And even if it peaks in the coming weeks, there'll be quite a tail to it with ongoing pressure for a number of weeks after. So it, it's too early to say that, that the, the good results of the weekend represent a, a turnaround and that we're not going to see further pressure in the coming weeks. I think it's, it's more likely than not that we will see ongoing pressures. But what we okay. will do, as we've done in the past couple of weeks, is focus primarily on the safety of those people who have not yet been assessed or those who are waiting okay. in trolleys waiting to get up Colm, have we seen any are we seeing any elective uh, procedures happening in, in our, our public health system at the moment? Well, we're prioritising what we call unscheduled care and time-critical care, and that includes cancer care, some sure. surgeries that, that, that must be done. But of course, as pa- what we've had to do, and I'm speaking to the clinical director, Brian Lennon in Limerick, and the clinical director locally here in Cork, is what they've had to do is suspend non-emergency care, non-time-critical care, in order to address the greater risk, which is that of people with unscheduled acute critical need in emergency departments. So uh, in a nutshell, said, all, almost none. 
Very little at the moment, and that's what we had planned for, was a dialing down of scheduled care over the the Christmas period. And that's something that happens most years, uh, 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 recognising that this is a time when many people come into hospital with winter viruses. This year we're seeing an additional threat of a a significant flu wave and COVID-19 as well as RSV. And lastly, we're we're hearing in the news this morning that uh, up to 200 common drugs that we would use on a regular basis currently out of stock in our, our, our pharmacies around the country. How, how significant is that and what's going to be done? Well, I see, looking at some of the range, I saw that story this morning from HPRA. Yes, some of them are, are commonly used over-the-counter medication. What I can assure people is that the most important medication, antibiotics, which for for when they're indicated, we have available stock. There's some types of antibiotic, uh, uh, such as liquid administration of some penicillins, we're low on. But for those that uh, people who need antibiotics, who need access in the case of streptococcal disease, for example, we have sufficient supplies on board. For those other over-the-counter medications, it reflects the huge demand. Okay. Uh, uh, that, that so are you confident that, that, that issues around uh, around drug stocks at the moment will not... like people will be able to get things that they urgently need. Based on the medications of greater need, I'm confident we have the supplies we need. Dr. Colm Henry, Chief Clinical Officer with the HSE, thank you for speaking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.